It's Sunday, January 30th, 2005. I'm Alan Joyce, and this is the Everything Digital Podcast. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly, I could... They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. Podcasting almost live. Everything Digital. Everything Digital. The Everything Digital Podcast. Alright, hey everybody. So I, I did do the show tags again, um, and uh, thought I'd talk about them again. Uh, I got some more feedback saying keep them in, so now it's sort of, it's it's pretty much split so far. Um, keep them in and don't keep them in. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and keep them in for now then, and uh, you know, just as a convenience to anyone who, even if don't have an iPod Shuffle, anyone who just doesn't want to look at their iPod screen. Um, so I think I'll keep them in, or at least for now, uh, unless something changes. So. Uh, this intro music is from The Last of the Cowboys, this is Mirage. Yeah, let's get started with, uh, with those news themes. Or news themes? Well, the news theme in the background while I announce the news headlines. There we go. Five five-second news headlines coming your way. Alright. Yahoo has added a new feature to its search engine that allows users to send the results of a search via SMS to their cell phone. And Norway's Supreme Court has ruled that linking to pirated MP3 files is illegal, even if they are not on the same server. Sony is planning to offer music and eventually video is paid downloads to be viewed and listened to on the PSP. And the MySQL database worm that infected over 8,000 Windows servers known as spybot.ibq has been neutralized. Also, research indicates that the voice over IP gateway market could be worth as much as $985.7 million in 2009. Those are just the short headlines. There are, of course, links to the full stories in the show notes at everythingdigital.org. Alright, so first thing I wanted to talk about is something that, uh, well, that I've already talked about twice on both of my unsuccessful sound seeing tours that I haven't posted. Uh, it's the OPML to iPod software. Uh, this is another AppleScript-based application that I've posted up on everythingdigital.org. And this one, it like the podcast-to-phone application a while ago. And this one, it's intended to, it asks you to type in a URL, and you enter the URL of a, a TXT, which is a plain text, or uh, an OPML file on the internet. And uh, TXT is a little better because... It cleans up a little nicer. It doesn't have all these excess tags and stuff that the OPML will have. Um, and then it downloads that file, splits it into um, the correct size file for the iPod. So it splits it into several different files, um, actually four files. And uh, and then it distributes the text among those files. So you, it's an easy conversion system, easy download and conversion system 
for OPML notes. And uh, so, also, uh, what I'm thinking here, and I'm talking with, uh, with Adam Curry about this, and also investigating it on my own, is using... Uh, there's a way to include HTML type tags in the iPod notes. Uh, it's not a full HTML capabilities, but it does have some. Like you can link to songs and you can link to other notes and things like that. Uh, I've already added title support uh, just for easier organization in uh, in in the new uh, the beta O2 of OPML to iPod, which I just posted earlier today. Um, but there's all this these uh, tags that you can use, sort of basic HTML stuff that you can use in the iPod Notes. So I was thinking it, it'd be interesting uh, if at least I'm going to do it. Probably I'll, I'll try and do it with these show notes uh, to do sort of a um, optimized for the iPod uh, show notes um, format. So basically, it'd be a TXT format, and uh, and most OPML outliners can export to TXT, and then I don't know where we can go from there. Once it's TXT, then we can do we can add these tags and stuff, and see what what uh, what can happen. There's a lot of cool stuff we could do, but uh, I think you know first is just getting getting a TXT form of show notes in addition to OPML and HTML, uh, because that's going to clean up and and is going to be viewed a lot nicer on the iPod. Uh, so I'm going to start implementing this on my site, and uh, I don't know if if um, really the you know the community or the at least notes posting community is going to uh, going to want to adapt this, but you can expect it on everythingdigital.org, and uh, you can also download this OPML to iPod software to make um, well uh, that supports. OPML and TXT, so you could also download other people's notes as well, um, and uh, and you can do that automatically. So definitely recommend download. Uh, there is a link in the show notes to it, or it's probably well, it, it'll be the uh, the second post is the second is the beta O2 of the software. The second post um, on everythingdigital.org. Uh, so something else I wanted to talk about is that uh, I have. Um, created a cafe press shop, so now you can shop for Everything Digital Podcast merchandise. Uh, I don't know if anybody's interested in it, but uh, you can get, excuse me, (laughs) just at dinner, uh, you can get yourself uh, an Everything Digital Podcast um, t-shirt or mouse pad or, um, well, pretty much anything. Uh, wall clocks. There's there's all sorts of stuff. So uh, check that out. Cafepress.com slash edpodcast. Um, and, uh, and I tried not to mark stuff up too much. So I'm not getting a huge cutback from this. Um, and uh, it's, it's mostly just Cafe Press is charging, you know, to do the whole pressing thing. Uh, but the nice thing about it is I don't have to pay anything until someone actually orders. You know, I don't pay a a stocking fee or anything like that because they don't actually make it until someone orders it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Cafepress.com slash edpodcast. There's also a link on the right sidebar of the main page at everythingdigital.org. Uh, another thing, um, also just related to this podcast, uh, 
I'm working on a, on a mic cube design, which Adam Curry recommended you have if you're going to try to do you know anything in public and, and get a uh, well get a respecting response. Um, and uh, well, <laughs> I I gave it a try and I posted the pictures or the picture of the the microphone with the the mic cube on it. And basically all I did was take some styrofoam, cut it up, and cut a hole in it, and uh, spray paint it black, and stick it on the mic. So, very uh, home-brewed, uh, or home-brewed, I mean. Um, but it, it doesn't look extremely professional, so I, I think I'm going to have to look into something else there. But uh, what I think I'm going to do sometime in the future... I don't exactly know when, but what I think would be neat to do uh, would be to take both microphones, my sort of my little uh, lapel mic and my big, you know, almost professional-looking microphone, take them both into public and try one and see what kind of response and and looks and everything I get, and then try another and see how that differs. Um, You know, just kind of a a research project-type thing. Uh, so I, sometime soon, I'm not really sure when, um, just, uh, just something I've been planning. So, uh, moving into technology stuff, uh, a little more anyway, something I sort of rediscovered, uh, I don't know how many of you remember Sherlock, that Mac OS X search application that's been long lost in, uh, well, in Google's popularity anyway, um, it's improved since I, I not sure, but uh, I'm not sure how, but somehow I ended up opening it up by accident, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing the new features that it has now. Um, basically, you know all those all those new stuff that's come into the widgets in 10.4, the flight tracking, the eBay, the you know the phone book, the dictionary, all that stuff. It's here in Sherlock. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, here, I just opened it. Um, it is, let's see, it's got internet, pictures, stocks, movies, phone book, eBay, flights, dictionary, translation, and Apple Care. So, uh, I am, I'm, I'm going to start using it more often, and I definitely advise, take another look at it, open that back up, because it's pretty interesting, the, the features that, I guess it's been quietly updated, Sort of, um, you know, not really a a very advertised feature, but I was waiting, you know, so so uh, um, so anxiously and and um, anticipating these uh, these new widgets that are coming because I wanted to be able to you know track flights and movies and and uh, stocks and all this stuff. But it's here in Sherlock. I mean, it's not in that nice widget form that comes down into your desktop, but it's pretty cool. I'm going to start using it more often. Just thought I'd give that a mention. And since I don't have a keyboard, it takes a while to quit. Okay, I'm used to just pressing Apple Key Q. Uh, something I posted on everythingdigital.org, but I know that not everybody who listens to the, the podcast checks out everythingdigital.org, and I'm, <laughs> I feel myself about to go into that, that drunken mode here. Let me reset the the software side of it here so I stop getting this delay. And there we go. Sorry for the uh the pause there, but 
it just gets it, the delay just keeps building up and building up and of course opening sherlock didn't help either uh so anyway this this thing i was talking about uh microsoft's online map point um resource it's a driving directions generator kind of like mapquest uh <laughs> there's a route between two norwegian cities that uh they're probably they they're maybe an hour apart or something uh, maybe a couple hours apart. Well, when you book this route or you know ask for directions along this route on Microsoft's MapPoint service, it gives you a 1,685-mile trip around we- most of Western Europe. The trip has an estimated time of 47 hours and 31 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> there is a bug. <laughs> So, you get this incredibly scenic route around most of Europe for what, you know, should take a couple hours. Um, good job, Microsoft! <laughs> um, so I thought that was pretty funny, and that's that's been posted on a couple blogs, and, uh, and CNET actually picked that up. So, uh, how about some non-RIA music? This is Dream from the Fisherman. a dream the other day And you were in it, you see And everything was so pretty And everything worked out in the Though it wasn't real I couldn't help but to feel A little sad about the way things are Between me and you today When I never want to leave our bed Some things I could have said I'll just sing them to you instead I know we can't go back I wouldn't even if I could I guess I'll be seeing you in my dreams You were the best I ever had I guess I should be glad For the chance that we had yeah. Make all our dreams come true So I guess this is goodbye Maybe we'll get another try someday but for now I need to fly away into some other eyes some other sky
circuit section. Thought I'd flip through it again. And, uh, well, as I was reading the circuit section and a couple of main articles, I, uh, well, particularly one of the main articles, which is, um, they're off to see the wizards. Customers at Apple's tech help bars often find an elixir for what ails them. Uh, it's about the genius bars at all of Apple stores and how great they are. Um, and I, don't get me wrong, I, you know, I think Genius Bars are great, and I'm not disagreeing with the article. Um, I'm just saying, sometimes articles like this, and I'm sure this has been, you know, analyzed to death before, but, you know, articles like this from a national publication, uh, are not always, I mean, they, they don't really, uh, they may have the facts, but they don't get, you know, the, the feeling of, like, um, what it's actually like to be at the Apple Store and, you know, what, what, um, what the experience is actually like, um, and, uh, well, I, you know, part of this is because since it's a national publication, they can't have experience in all the things they're writing articles about, because there's just too many articles to have experience in, and, uh, so tying this into blogs and audio blogging and, and just conventional blogging, the point of that is to talk about what you really know and what um, what you can uh, share your experiences of. Uh, so it kind of it, – it corrects this whole problem of not being able to 
really know the experiences and write the article based on those. And, um, you know, facts are fine, and facts are good for, for archives, but not always good depending on the type of article you're writing. So, um, you know, just something I was thinking while I was reading it and uh, and thinking about how, you know, blogs uh, blogs are really becoming very important and, and are a, a really important tool for people to share their experiences and sort of create this this collection of experiences rather than just collection of facts and archives that are, you know, like, like New York Times is the nation's archive paper, right? Well, there, the the blog community is kind of the nation's um, archive of experiences and feelings and, um, you know, individual stories and stuff. So it's, um, we, we just need a way to index it, which would be really nice, um, but very hard. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and get into the circuit section, huh? Uh, David Pogue's post, State of the Art, uh, videotape to DVD made easy, talking about VHS DVD combo drives and how they can convert old VHS tapes to DVD. Uh, of course, this Apple story that I was talking about, PowerPoint goes to the fair for science projects. The cut and paste of display boards yields to the point and click of software. Talking about how PowerPoint is being used at science fairs all across America. All right. Turn the page. We got two full pages of ads. Gear up for the big game. All those giant screen TVs. All right. Um, what else here? Oh, uh, yeah, here is the News Watch, one of my favorite parts of the newspaper. And, um, excuse me. Um, so let's see. They have junior size DVD player fits small hands. It's a DVD player with a 2.5 inch color screen. Um, a rechargeable battery. It's basically the size of a DVD plus a 2.5 inch screen. Um, looks great and uh, $129. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And that is from uh, Samsung. Alright. Uh, with new game for cell phones, you don't have to fly solo. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about this actually. Uh, Sumia Interactive's Jumbo Rumble. Um, and uh, it is a, a multiplayer game that can be played on only one phone, uh, basically with one button <laughs> for each player to control, and uh, that just stops, the, the characters are just continuously spinning, unless you press the button, then they stop and run forward, and uh, and then I think you press the button again and they start spinning around in circles again. Um, so, <laughs> not not great controls, but it definitely does bring this whole aspect of multiplayer, um, making it easier anyway. Uh, put older flash memory cards back to work as USB drives. Just a simple adapter, really, that, well, you plug a flash memory card in and it has a USB port that adapts, I mean, there's adapters like that, but I guess this is geared more towards the crowd where, um, it's like that we'd actually use it as a USB drive and not as an adapter, not like switching cards, just, you know, putting a, a flash card in there. A Mighty Pen has a lot to say for uh, or two young readers. Uh, this LeapPad 
uh, or leapfrog, leapfrog fly pen, which is uh, it's a, a pen with a, a small sensor and it senses uh, x y coordinates on dots on the on the paper, and then it it determines where it's being moved across this special paper, uh, and then it can record the the marks that are made, and then later you can upload it to a computer or something. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Charger fills up on sun's rays, then awaits your devices. It's this little uh, sort of flip-out solar panel device, and uh, and it charges up. The only problem is it takes 10 hours to fill its lithium-ion battery. Uh, so, you know, I guess if you're somewhere without a power outlet, like if you're camping or something, you just set it outside and uh, let, it, let it soak up the sun. Um... And uh, let's see, $99. Um, with its internal battery fully powered, a device can be recharged in as little as one hour. And a stabilizing option for novices who want to film like pros. This is a, um, a Steadicam stand called the Tiffin Steadicam Junior. Uh, $899 with a built-in video monitor, which I don't know why you'd need because you can have a video monitor on your camera. Most cameras do, um, or four hundred ninety-nine dollars for the Steadicam Junior Lite, which has no monitor. And um, how do they vote? Updates by email of congressional A's and A's, I's and nays. Um, and uh, let's see. This is a um, internet service. That um, that will send you email or RSS updates whenever there's a congressional vote, and uh, it tells you how each congressman voted and uh, what the final tally was. So that's pretty good. If you're into that, uh, into following that, so closely anyway. Let's see here. And there's the whole Apple article and the PowerPoint article. Both taking up another half a page there. Uh, let's see. Virtual volunteers listen first, then reach out. An organization lets communities in developing countries decide how much advice and help they want. That's pretty good. Um, iPods act as DJs at clubs where patrons call the tunes. This is pretty cool. Uh, this is something I really like. Um... Some establishments are letting customers pick their own or pick the music or bring their own. Um, so it's and then it's showing uh, the Tonic Room in Chicago, which has iPods. I, it looks like at all their tables that are then connected to um, little uh, um, stereo headphone cords that go to a central stereo system. And then I'm assuming there's some sort of system that lets you know when your time, when it's your time to go, and then they switch it over to the iPod that that you have. And, and, of course, you can bring your own, too, and just plug it into the, the audio jack. Um, and uh, and then they, they have some sort of signal to tell you you're on, and then you get to play the, the music for a certain amount of time. Um, really cool use of iPods, and um, that, that sounds very cool. Uh, with new music software, cell phones may start to mix it up a little. And uh, I didn't actually read into this one, but I guess... Uh, I'm or I'm guessing they mentioned the the iTunes for Motorola phones, um, and uh, yeah, there's Motorola, 
and uh, yeah. Well, I don't see Apple's name anywhere, but anyway, pretty basic article. Music is coming to cell phones. They're going to become the um, the MP3 players of the future. Hopefully, you know you'll have everything right there on your cell phone. Uh, custom tailor web browser just for you. Um, basically, mentioning all these, um, you know, all the alternative web browsers, and they're called alternative because they're not Internet Explorer. Um, but really, they're they're no longer. Um, or they're no longer such alternatives and more of um, just choices. Uh, they're not. It's not like something you know, uh, braving the alternative realm. It's just you know a, a decision: which browser am I going to use? Not um, not whether or not I'm going to use Internet Explorer. And uh, it does seem to be changing. That's what this article talks about. Um, on the road to low-friction micro-devices, some bumps. Taking a cue from lotus leaves, a scientist tries to give chips and glass the ability to shed water. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, and that would, of course, bring in a whole new, um, well, technology for making things waterproof and make it a lot easier and probably a lot more standard. But... Okay, so um, that's the New York Times Circuit section, and I uh, guess I'll leave you with that. And uh, let's see, here's some outro music. This is Stereo Apollo. Careful for the undertow. You can post comments at everythingdigital.org. My email is alan at everythingdigital.org. You can Skype me, Everything Digital, or you can IM me on AOL Instant Messenger. Podcaster is my screen name. Or, of course, call 484-737-0669 and leave an audio comment. I'm Ellen Joyce, and I'll see you on the next podcast.